parte Elmas il suo cross un po' più lungo verso il centro di Lorenzo poi la palla per Anghissà verso il centro nessuno la raccoglie Quarascalia deviazione gol 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 Osimen 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 il bomber mascherato raccoglie raccoglie la deviazione di Silvestri e va a realizzare il gol del pareggio Udinese 1 Napoli 1 sotto la curva napoletana ci va Osimen tutto il gruppo Tommaso Starace esulta dalla panchina già entrato in campo così altri fischia l'arbitro è finita è finita è vero credetemi è accaduto di notte in uno stadio guardando una maglia azzurra ho visto il tricolor sono in questo momento le 22 e 37 del 4 maggio 2023 il Napoli è campione d'Italia Napoli campione Napoli campione il Napoli è campione d'Italia l'invasione di campo le bandiere tutti i giocatori abbracciati l'apoteosi azzurra è qui a Udine per una vittoria attesa 33 anni esplode la città esplode il Maradona esplode la Dacia Arena in ogni angolo del mondo il popolo napoletano fa festa a Londra, a Parigi a New York in Australia in Africa, in Asia una festa meravigliosa come la luce del mattino l'abbraccio di un amico il viso di un bambino Ciao ragazzi, benvenuti to the 31st episode of In the Shadow of Vesuvio. We've just won the fucking Scudetto. I mean, what can we, Michele, what are we going to do today? We're just going to talk and rumble and, and just, I don't know, remember the good old times, the good bad times, the, the bad old times, and I, mean, I don't know, and I'm so tired. I have no idea what I'm going to say. We're both completely dead. super tired, yes. I mean, if I feel like this, how the hell do you feel? I mean, Jesus. I mean, okay, so I'm Henry Bell, and I'm broadcasting from the west coast of Scotland, but in the shadow of Vesuvio, in the shadow of the Scudetto. Hey, that's what we should call it, in the shadow of the Scudetto. Basking in the glory of the Scudetto, in Naples, a Napoli is Michele Borelli at Napoli Tickets on the Twitter. What time did you get in then? So late. I think it was five, five, five something. Oh. I don't know. I'm not sure. It was already bright outside. Of course. I mean, what, exp- a, you what, know. A, what a mess of a podcast we're going to have today. <laughs> it's already terrible. Yes, so I gonna, love it. <laughs> we, uh, I want to remind the first thing I wanted to do today was to remind you of something you said, I think a long time ago, last year, that if we won the Scudetto, you'd be naked in the fountain. I don't know if you remember saying that. I did. I've been saying it for years. So, yes. Okay. Even so, if I don't remember saying it, it does sound like me because I've been saying it for probably 15, 18 years now. And what fountain is this in, in particular, Michele? Ah, uh, you know, they were all empty. They actually damaged the fountains. 
So there was no fountain available. But, but, wait a second, because the actual celebration, so the planned celebration will be on June 4th. Like, that's when the team will most likely go around the city on the, you know, open bus and... uh, yeah, with the, with the with the cup and so yeah, I mean I'm gonna be I mean I can pass like on it. this opportunity when they go around the city, and when I lock my eyes with you know Di Lorenzo's eyes, I want to be naked for that <laughs> moment. I want what? him to see me in all my glory, in all my joy. So that's that's the plan. Yesterday I was sadly uh, dressed. Was you ruined? I was just thinking of you. The first thing I thought of was how Simon's goal went in was the image of Michele Borelli leaping naked into the fountain. The one in my head is the one in Piazza del Plebiscito, but I mean, I'm sure there are, there are other fountains available. Yeah, that's the classic fountain, the artichoke fountain, it's called. The there you go. Fontana del Carciofo. But I wasn't, in, I wasn't there during the game. I was in the stadium. Of course you were, of course you were. Surrounded so, by families. So getting naked there, like even my family was there. So getting naked there wasn't an option, I'm afraid. They've seen you naked, your family. It's fine. There's no surprises there. Um, yeah, but I don't sh- I'm not sure they liked it. So I don't know. I don't know if I can do it again. <laughs> this is the first. Okay, so June the 4th. That's a promise, Michele. You're making a promise to our listeners. Yeah, but just keep in mind that on June the 4th, they are also in Napoli. A lot of us will be there, including me. Yeah, so just keep in mind, you know, like I promised I will be naked. But do you promise you will be there? Because I won't oh. get naked if you're not there. Of course I'll be there. I will nice. be there. Um, so this is right. We're going to get on, but let's get the formalities underway. What's 31? What's 31? Is it something amazingly prophetic? Is it? Is it the shining cup? Is it the, I don't know. Uh, is it the number? Is it the tree? I don't know what it is. Is it? Is there something in the stars, Michele, about this show? Unfortunately not. You know, I think I'm going to blame ourselves for that. Because if we... If we had been more productive with this podcast, we, we could have gotten to like more, um, you know, funnier numbers. But now even 33, you know, like, like it's been 33 years since the last Scudetto. We could have done the 33rd oh. podcast today. But no, we are too lazy for that. You know, like we, we know we are just two numbers short. So, yeah. So today we are number 31 and number 21 is quite boring. Number 21 is... The landlord, the host, is oh, yeah. uh, is o padrone casa, il padrone di casa, and maybe there is some smart metaphor to go with that and Napoli success, but I'm too tired to think of one. So we we're are, gonna, yeah, we're the it. custodians, we're the landlords of the of the of the skeleton of the late. No, it doesn't really work. It doesn't work. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you're, no, you're on your own. I'm way so, too tired. I, I'm barely. I'm barely uh, able to speak today. I'm not going to be able to, you know, create intricate metaphors. And uh... I mean, I suppose the first thing to say is like, has any of this sunk in to any degree? Do you feel like you're processing this at all? It's difficult to explain, obviously, because on one hand, it's been such a long time such a long time i've been talking about this on the podcast you know i've been dreaming of this day this season this year to be honest for as long as i can remember 
And it's not just that, you know, because it's not just something that you can eventually, like it wasn't something I would, I was waiting for, let's say, you know, I was hoping for that, but it wasn't something I was waiting for because I was honestly, honestly certain, 100% certain that this day would never come. So when the day comes, you're a little bit scared. Like even yesterday, and it's, it's, I mean, it sounds bad, but it's true. And, and I still don't know why. Maybe I should go to therapy to analyze this. But even yesterday, a part of me didn't want Napoli to score. Didn't want Napoli to win and didn't want Napoli to, to you know, to just to get that, that point home and celebrate the Scudetto. And it wasn't a small part of me. And I think, I, like, I tried to rationalize it and I thought, Okay, that's maybe that's because I want to celebrate it for Napoli Fiorentina, but no, it's not true because I don't think I don't think we will win against Fiorentina. I think current Napoli would lose against Fiorentina at home. So I think a part of me, even against Salernitana, a big part of me, I don't know if it's a big part of me, but a, a, a non-negligible part of me hope for Napoli to lose. And I know it sounds really bad to say that, but it's true. And I think, I mean, I have to think about that, but I think part of it was because, I mean, maybe most of it was because I, I was not ready for this. I was not ready for what came and, you know, just a way to, you know, it was just a, a way for me to postpone it, you know, just, okay, maybe, you know, like I'm not ready for this. Maybe next next season, next uh, week I will be. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't ready last week. I wasn't ready today, yesterday. Uh, on Thursday against Udinese, uh, I would have never been ready for it. So, uh, how did I? F- how did it feel? I don't know. I'm still processing it. It's it's a little bit weird because it was a long time coming. But also, let's be honest, we knew this day was coming for. We have been knowing for a few months now. So sure, and I think, I mean, let's go back to this point. I think I totally understand what you're saying. Now, obviously, my experience as an Apple fan is very different to yours. Um, but we have the same, you know, team in our hearts. And I do know what you mean, because I actually really didn't think it was going to happen yesterday. I thought we were going to lose. <laughs> and because um, we haven't been playing very well. But the other thing, I think it was a psychological thing, because I think what it is, is that I don't think we want this season to end. You know what I mean? Like, it's so incredible and dreamlike as you say and we're so far ahead and we're so much better than everybody else and it's just inconceivable as as the scenario where we would win the third scudetto is this and part of me was a bit worried that when it was sealed the magic would go away but that wasn't the case at all. I mean, it, no. was, it was it was just absolutely incredible last night. And I'm miles away in Scotland and I was glued to multiple devices open, all the footage and the videos and everything and the fireworks. And we'll talk about that in a bit. But I think it's going to be even better now at Sealed. I mean, imagine what it's going to be like on Sunday, Michele, in the stadium. Yeah, no, I really can't wait for that. It's just, uh, you know, it's, 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 I think part of it, it's a very weird experience. I'll tell you that it is not like, even though I didn't, I wasn't waiting for it and I didn't expect it to happen at all. I, you know, sometimes I fantasize, you know, in the last few years, 
even even a long time ago, even when you know when we started going to the Champions League and stuff like that, I often fantasized about it. And I mean, a lot of people did, and I don't think I don't think we were imagining it to be like it was, because you know I think a lot of us were thinking about a scudetto like in 2018 something like a very close race with Juventus. And then at the end, we kind of like slay the dragon and win the Scudetto. But it wasn't the case. We had, we didn't have a real opponent this season, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean like a lot of people are saying that to take credit uh, from Napoli and to discredit Napoli from, from this win. I don't think that's the case at all. I think it was a masterpiece, you know, even last season, you didn't have to go back too many years. Last season, it wasn't a great season in Serie A at all. Like Milan wasn't, uh, Milan won, but it wasn't that good. And Inter wasn't good. And we were yeah. so angry about that. We were like, okay, it's this is like a lot of us said, it's this season or never. Because we were you so were, grumpy last year. Yeah. I remember all uh, these shows. You're like, we've blown it. It's never going to happen. We're never going to have an opportunity like exactly. this. Exactly. And this season would have been the same. If we had like a, a Milan or Inter season, it would have been like, oh, wow. Wow, like Juve is not that good. Lazio, Atalanta, Roma, Milan is bad. Inter is bad. It was this season or never. So we actually, we actually delivered for once. We did it. We did yeah, it. We actually yeah, yeah. did it. So but it was a slow release. That's the thing. It was a very slow release. It was, I mean, let's be honest. Since March, I think in March, we, or maybe February, we started to realize that it was basically done. You know, it wasn't, there wasn't any... Uh, yeah. Like but a very small risk of losing it. It was a bit weird because I've never really been in the situation. I mean, neither of you as, as an Apple fan. Not at all. And you'd think that slow release would sort of flatten some of the emotions, but it was a slow release with these incredible highs and lows. Like, I think, honestly, the, the Milan Champions League exit is one of the lowest I've felt as an athlete fan, which is a ridiculous thing to say because it was the Champions League quarter final and we, and we should have been very happy to be there. Yeah. And then the highs, and I know you're a bit different, but the the feeling when Raspadori scored against Juventus was just incredible for me. Um, and so it's agonizing as well as this. So, so you think it was a formality, but still some of the biggest feelings I've had as an athlete fan have come in the past sort of five to six weeks. Talking of big feelings, so what would you say? I know you got in at five, you haven't really slept, but what what was the most emotional moment of last night and early this this morning for you, Michele? Like, what's the bit? Was there a bit where you you actually got a bit knocked over? Uh, it was it was a bit strange because I was quite calm during the whole night, and. I think about around, not, not even like Napoli's goal, yeah, I celebrated, but it was like a normal celebration, a normal Napoli goal celebration. Um, I think in the last five minutes of the game, it started to, you know, I started to actually realize what was happening. And again, it was a slow release, but there's also, you know, there's always that moment that second, you know, that when, you know, the final whistle blows and wow, it's happening. It was a very, you know, again, I'm going to yeah. say it the whole, for the whole podcast, but even, you know, like I was in the stadium, but there was no game going on. Like the pitch was covered with, I don't know, like whatever, whatever that was, 
It was a big Napoli flag sort of thing. Wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, yeah, maxi, like big screens around and, you know, flags and support and chance for an away, like a team playing so many, like, I don't know, like 800 kilometers away. It was a very surreal experience going to the stadium. No, you know, it felt like a mesh day, kind of like I'm used to it now going to the stadium, but then you go inside and there is nothing to, like, there are no players, nothing. And yeah, it was kind of like a big, a big, you know, living room in a way, a big sofa. You know, we watched the game together in television, on television, you know, 50,000 people watching the same thing. Uh, it was strange, surreal. So it was that, so that full-time whistle, would you say, was that was the bit where it really got you? uh yeah yeah the full t- yeah no yeah because and who who were you with were you next to were you with your dad and your family and stuff or who who was around you on the on the full on the full-time whistle oh yeah my whole family came yesterday there were no trusts so a lot of them were in udine and some of them were still in napoli but not in the stadium they decided not to get in so the stadium was absolutely like i never seen a stadium full of families like yesterday's stadium was like a lot of children, a lot of, I think a lot of people would never been to the stadium even. Like personally, a few of my friends came and like under normal circumstances, they, they wouldn't care about football at all. Especially, yeah. you know, like my friends, girlfriends and stuff like that. They, they were there, my brother's girlfriend. And yeah, no, it was like, yeah, it was like that. And, uh, you know, surrounded by family, some friends, some historic friends who, you know, we've we've been talking Napoli, supporting Napoli together inside the stadium, outside the stadium for years, years, and years now. So it was very nice to be with them. The final whistle, it all became real. I, you know, all the all I talked about about you know the stuff about not wanting Napoli to win. Obviously, it went away in an instant. Of course. And yeah, yeah no, I mean, it's, it was like, it, it was, yeah, it was like that precise moment was the moment when just down on me, okay, that's, it happened. You know, we are champions. And it was, it, it was a bit strange because up until that moment, up until like maybe like five minutes before that, I was extremely stoic, very calm. And like my, my friend's girlfriend, she was coming, like she was, she said, you know, like, I think the most relaxed person in this stadium right now is Michele because I was like, I was a very silent, like everyone around me was getting angry, was getting like, emotional, uh, you know, getting angry about Napoli not scoring the second. A lot of mistakes, like, uh, we're not, obviously we're not going to talk about yesterday's game. Like, we got a bit. I mean, we played so badly in that first Yeah, okay, half. that's it. That's what all I want to talk about. It was, it was just like the shit. worst performance of the season. It was just yeah. like, oh my, I was sat there going like, and I hate being right. That's not true. I love being right. But I hate being right. I really didn't think we were going to win at all. And that was why I was really expecting a performance like that. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, so you weren't you weren't effing and jeffing and you weren't getting angry at that. A little bit, like just like the a normal amount, you know. But especially in the last minutes, to be honest, like what they didn't know, like they they looked at me, and they were they were looking at a very like like everyone around me was reacting to you know to the build ups to the missed opportunities to you know Napoli almost conceding and stuff like that. I was I was I wasn't moving at all. I think I didn't move for the last twenty minutes. And mm. yeah, people believe that was me being calm and tranquil, but it wasn't true. Like what they didn't know is that I was, I was a little bit, I was going back to, 
like all these years. I'll be honest, like I started thinking about, you know, the last few years, especially like 10, 15 years ago when I started, you know, like probably following Napoli, when I used to go to my grandpa and watching Napoli every, every weekend, you know, and mm. I was watching Napoli with my grandpa, my grandpa's brother and like my, one of my grandpa's friends, like they were like three, these three old people and me, just me, like teenage me, just watching Napoli all the time. And these people had seen it all, you know, they'd seen all the games, the Scudetti, the wins, the losses. And uh, yeah, my, my grandpa passed away a few years ago, but I became a real fan during that time, I think. And yeah, no, I was like, with my, with my mind, I was going through all these memories and so it were was... you thinking of him? What was what was his name? What was your what was your grandfather's name? Rino, nonno Rino. Ah. And yeah, no, I was it was it was just, you know, I was thinking about a lot of a lot of things. A lot of things, you know, by my teenage years and uh, so many things, you know, my first games in the stadium when I you know, my first games were in the the lower distinti you know, some of the shittiest game Napoli has ever played in their history, you know, 0-0 <laughs> like against Genoa under the rain, 0-0 against Liverpool. Like, I paid a lot of money I didn't have for those games. And then we moved to the upper distinct, then Curva A, and then finally to Curva B. You know, I was thinking kind of like, a, kind of like having a conversation with my teenage self of those years. And yeah, I was... I don't know. It felt it felt a little bit surreal. I was just lost in those memories, and when when the final whistle came, I snapped out of them, and I came back to reality. And I, well, I mean, of course, I started crying, and I kept crying for forty minutes, obviously. But just like, yeah, just like Kavicha, Valdescalia, and in the dressing room. And I think I remember I saw that video, and I I tweeted out that. Uh, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I was like, you know, we are we are all Cavara at this stage. Like there is that kind of emotion that also comes from exhaustion as well, I think, from just the the release of the anxiety and the worry and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um so who who was around you at that immediate moment then at the at, at the final whistle? I was with some friends, like friends I've been following Napoli with for years, my friend, like high school friends, basically. Some friends I started to go to the stadium with. And I was with my family, obviously. And I was with some stadium friends, like people I never see outside the stadium, but they are basically almost my best friends now. And your curva pals. Yeah, curva pals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like always the same spot in curva B, watching games, you know, away games, apparently too, home games. And yeah, it was a moment, you know, I think, yeah, yeah, it was just like that final whistle, it all became real. And yeah, it was a lot of people getting emotional around me. I don't, I'm not entirely sure what happened around me at the moment. I was like, I mean, I don't know myself too well in this case, because I don't really, like, I mean, it sounds weird to say, but I only get emotional with Napoli, basically. You know, like I get—I yeah. am an emotional guy, but I only cry for Napoli, basically. Right. Never, I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe I will in the next years. I don't know, but 
Yeah, maybe this has opened something up, Michele. This this Scudetto, this is opened no, up. I, I, no, no, man, I've been crying for Napoli for years now. <laughs> I cried when Napoli qualified for Champions League in 2011. I cried. Oh, yeah. No, I cried many times for Napoli. It's you know the big achievements, but I, I, I no, it's it's never expected. Like it's not something I, you know, I say, oh yeah, I think I'm gonna cry. Like I, even as I said, five minutes before that, I was kind of calm. You know, I was yeah, I was lost in my memories and stuff but that was kind of yeah that's true that i was stoic in a way and then it just came when i got together you know the the how do you say the floodgates open yeah very good yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah okay yeah, so yeah it was it was that kind of thing and wow. also i actually have videos of that because i was recording the whole thing with my with my camera with my the new fancy three six yeah we exactly. we shall see answers account it was the 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 public debut of that of that camera so you had just had it on all the time did you yeah all the time like the last no I put it on for the last um I recorded the goal so Osimhen goal I recorded it and I recorded the last five minutes of the game and then after that the next like twenty minutes of celebration so that that's gonna be a nice. It's gonna be a nice video, I think. I'm gonna have Amazing. to work on it a little bit, but we'll see. Keep your eyes peeled at Shadow of Vesuvio, everybody listening. Um, were you near or with anybody that was there in 1990 or 1987? Yeah, my father. How, if you don't mind me, how was he? He was, I think, you know what, he wasn't too emotional about that. I think he was mostly. You know what it was? Like he'd been saying that for, for, for weeks now. He was very happy for the younger generations. Like, he, like when Napoli won yesterday, he basically high-fived all the people of my generation congratulating us for our first Scudetto. It was like, congratulations for your first Scudetto, for your first Scudetto, congratulations. <laughs> and he was, like, he was happy for us. Like he'd been saying that for, for, for years, for months now. It, it, was, it was very happy that we finally got to see what he saw back in the day because it nice. wasn't something I was, it would have been very disappointing. I think for him as a Napoli fan and as a father of a Napoli fan to have his son miss such an emotional moment that he actually experienced twice. Mm-hmm. So he was very happy. Maybe he was happy himself, obviously because he's a Napoli fan, but I think he was more happy. He was happier for, the people who had never experienced such a joy because yeah. he's in his mind. I think in Napoli fans mind, you know, everyone has to experience this. Now maybe we're going to be the same in 20, 30 years. You know, yeah. if, we, if we don't win for the next 20, 30 years, which we might do. Yeah. Which we might do. Of course we're ready for that, but yeah, it's, it's such a joy. And I don't think, you know, the best part is it's just started. I don't think mm-hmm. it's over. I think yesterday was, you know, step one, celebration yesterday was basically the improvised celebration you know the you know the celebration which 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 come from the belly you know from from the heart yeah. but uh in one month almost exactly one month we're gonna have the last home game of the season and we're gonna i think as soon as i see that fucking cup in the stadium uh we'll see we'll Amazing. see what happens you remember we'll i remember when the, how you felt when milan lifted it last season you were so you were like angry sad it was <laughs> you were really angry sad i don't think that. i saw that though like no I, but you I, were, you said that you were like you you were feeling fine about it but then when you saw the milan celebrations you just had ah, to yeah. like leave the house or something um yeah. 
So imagine that in the context of it's actually ours. Um, what uh, what did you make of our dear owner's speech? I didn't. I didn't hear any of it. I don't know. Like the the audio in the stadium is so bad. Like they talk, we don't listen. Like we, we can listen, we can understand what they, anything they say. So I don't know what they. I, I don't know what he said. I only listened to like this morning. I watched a video of an interview he gave in English to CBS. I think. Yeah, the American one was very weird. Very yeah, weird. very weird. Yeah, that and that's it. I only listened to it because I wanted to hear how well he spoke English. I didn't hear about his. Italian, like he was speaking, I think he was mostly speaking for televisions, but in the stadium, we didn't really hear anything. We were just talking among ourselves. We didn't really pay attention to it. So what I don't know what was the reception happened. like? What were the people like when he started speaking? Normal. normal. Just normal. No, I don't think but people they, But the ultras attention. weren't there, I suppose. Yeah, well. exactly. But even, even then, you know, even, even if they were, now they, they made peace. They made peace. So they were, they yeah. were, they're happy about that. They showed a banner last week. I made fun of this banner with my friends because it sounds so so weird so stupid they basically kurabi was showing like against salernitana obviously they prepared like something like 14 or 15 banners and usually when they prepare so many banners at, um, they show them all at once you know like from the top of the curva to the bottom of the curva and they show them all at once this time they did something different they showed one banner in the first row curva b and then they removed it after one or two minutes, and then they showed the other one, and then they removed it. So it was a long time, oh, and wow. it actually yeah, it caused a lot of problems with people in the first row in Kurabi, and I am in first row in Kurabi. So yeah, that was fucking yeah, that was very annoying. It was like working but, in the supermarket, just pushing all the new things in. No, it was it. honestly like I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it now, but it was very bad. It was, I, I saw some things which I really didn't like, but anyway, one of the banners was. Um, like there were banners thanking. I don't. I didn't read all of them, because honestly, after the Salernitana game, everyone just forgot about it. But I yeah. think the gist, the gist of it was thanking everyone for this amazing season. And one of the banners showed. Uh, one of the banners said, "Thank you, SSC Napoli, and thank you uh, to the president, the craziest president in the world." This was what, like, these are people who, they were chanting, De Laurentiis, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, mean, I was there. Ago. I heard these, but I was there last yeah. year. No, not even like, yet. no, but not just a, a year ago. A month ago, they were chanting, De Laurentiis, you son of a bitch. And now they're showing <laughs> value saying, thank you to the president, the craziest president in the world. And if it sounds silly in English, just know that in Italian, it sounds even sillier. It sounds so stupid. You have no idea. It How would you like say something. Like, grazie al presidente più pazzo del mondo. It sounds like something oh, that, del mondo, sì. Yeah, it sounds like something I'm, like a middle, a middle schooler would, would write in, a, I don't know, like for, to a best friend. I, don't, I have no idea. It sounds so stupid and silly. Sport and just, brings people together, Michele. Yeah, Even the well, worst enemies can come together. That is really significant, though, isn't it? If you think, like, would you have thought, just to say you could never imagine a Scudetto, could you have imagined... The ultras in Curva B unveiling a banner praising Aurelia De Laurentiis. No, no, I think it was more like if you ask me what was more unlikely, like the Scudetto or the ultras loving De Laurentiis and vice versa, I would have said the ultras situation because that, yeah. that's, yeah, no, that's totally unbelievable. Like when that happened, I was absolutely shocked. Uh, really? That's, that's a thing. Like because it went, they went from 
you know, the worst moment, like the, the lowest moment in the ultras de la rentis relationships to the, to the highest moment in a, in a, in a matter of like days. So that was, yeah, that was surreal. Like the whole season is so weird, man. It's, it's completely bizarre. So, yeah, okay. Such a novelty season. We get, I haven't quite covered it. I would recommend people go to uh, at Napoli tickets on Twitter, Michele's uh, account. There's some really good pictures and videos. Also, our account at Shadow Vesuvio. But what the picture that really made me laugh that you posted was actually pre match of, <laughs> of the big screens. Because they were sold these big screens, weren't they, Michele? That there was going to be these eight giant screens in the uh, stadio, uh, Diego Armando Maradona. <laughs> Your picture, and it could just be the angle, but it really looks like they've just got a big telly out of someone's house <laughs> and put it in the stadium. And there was just something wonderfully pazzo about the whole thing. Just, I mean, it was wonderful that I have, as you say, it's really interesting. I hadn't thought about it, but how full of families the stadium was. But the fact that also they just put like these eight, not entirely giant screens. I mean, presumably you couldn't see anything really. No, I mean, they were small, but not that small. Okay. Having, so having said that, the camera. no, but I didn't watch the, I didn't watch the match there because they were actually small. No, I mean, the camera maybe, maybe made them look too small, but. They were still small. So I actually watched the game on the two regular big screens yeah. that are in the stadium. Just I was oh, turned okay. all the way to the right to watch the the game there. And most people were, I think. Most people were. But I mean, as uh, as an event, was it quite fun? Like, should they do this kind of thing again, do you reckon? Um, I think it was fun. It was quite fun. I don't think they can do it regularly. Maybe they can do it for like finals. Like if we have like a like a I don't know Coppa Italia final or a hmm. Champions League final, whatever. They Club can World take... Championship final after after yeah. winning the Champions League, as Real De Laurentiis said, we're going to do. Exactly. So yeah, they can do that. But for regular games, like even big games, nah, because I don't think they will do it because it takes too much effort to do it. It was, I'll be honest, it was well organized. I didn't expect them to organize it so well. Because it was, the, I think most of it was already probably pre-organized. Because I think most of what they did yesterday was already planned for the Salernitana game. You know, the fireworks, the the stage, the lights, the light games, yeah, yeah, the yeah. DJ set, the like all the like whatever they those were covering the pitch. Because I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if the picture showed it, but at the beginning of the game, like this big, how do you call them? Like banners whatever like blue banners covering covering the whole pitch they Covers. said yeah just they covered the whole pitch and they only said napoli and 4th of may and after the game they uncovered some of them and they actually said napoli champion 4th of may so they were actually yeah a big surprise yes for <laughs> champions. and they, yeah, fair I mean, to they, that for everybody yeah exactly there was there was definitely planned i think i saw some some of those things for the Salernitana game, but they stayed, well, they stayed hidden because there was no reason to uncover them. They reheated the soup, but they just didn't tell anybody that there was soup originally. Um, okay, this is interesting. But I, I, I want a little bit, I mean, obviously you're knackered and you're still processing, but like, so final also goes, you have that great moment of emotion surrounded by your family and your friends, the memories of 15 years of flooding past. Um, it feels surreal. It feels strange. What then happens? So you hang around in the stadium for like, how long were you there? Presumably everyone's just singing 
and you know what particular songs were more popular than others and that uh, what happened i mean afterwards so i mean you have to keep in mind that there were probably more people in the streets outside the stadium than people inside the stadium and even though we weren't sure about that we we could we could kind of hear them because every once in a while you could hear you could hear uh you know fireworks you could hear not not just after the game you know like even during the game you could hear fireworks you could hear some chants you could hear some like firecrackers and stuff like that at one point i don't know how to say it in english but they they fired you know what they fire basically i saw it in some movies when you're lost and see at sea and to make yourself seen you fire yeah. a flare in the sky a yeah, nautical so, flare yeah they fly the nautical they fired a nautical flare uh, from outside the stadium inside the stadium so we could actually see this thing like it's the first it was so fun to see just like this <laughs> one flare slowly going inside the stadium it actually ended up on the pitch so there was there was fun from outside the stadium. so we would like we could hear we knew that you know even though there was super fun inside the stadium the real party was outside the stadium so after the game ended obviously you know fireworks show everyone excited a lot of people emotional uh was so funny because a lot of people who i didn't know where at the stadium and where in kura b actually came to us because they know where like where I sit, where my father sit, where my family usually sits. And they all came and just like, I, I got so many slaps behind my head because like they came out behind me, they just slapped me behind my head and they showed their sense and we hugged. I don't know how many people came. I forget that probably some of them because it was like most of them came crying and hugged them crying. It was like, like this. We went on like this for like 30 minutes and then, you know, their aunties talked. I don't know what they said. They played some 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 songs we chanted all together we sang we danced and then after a, i don't know maybe like an hour we went outside the stadium. Like slowly it got empty and uh, we went inside outside the stadium and yeah i mean the party the real party was there there were a lot of flags a lot of fireworks flares everywhere yeah. smoke so that, bombs that's immediately everywhere. outside the stadium and in immediately outside the stadium it was crazy it was what absolutely crazy everywhere on the stadium was crazy People were, I mean, I saw some things, you know, like, so we, I saw, I don't think, I don't know if you saw it on the social, on social media, but there were, there was like a, I don't know, I know it's, it's going to sound strange, but it's true. There was a boat driving around. A blue one playing um, Love Did is Life. see that? Yeah, yes. it's amazing. Yeah, as soon as I, the first thing I saw when I went outside the stadium was this boat driving around the stadium with a lot of people on it. People climbed everything that was climbable around the stadium, you know, bus stops and cars and, you know, everywhere, everything and everywhere. And uh, people, because obviously the stadium is surrounded by buildings, residential buildings, a lot of people were just like, uh, yeah, just like outside their windows, their balconies, just waving at the fans and like waving flags. And there was a family with a woman, like a, an old lady with a couple of, how do you call it? Like piatti, you know, what they would you, um, what you have in like in a, in a band? I don't know how to call that, but it's like they were, she was making a, a lot of noise a, with an accordion. No, 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 not an accordion, but she was, um, just making a lot of noise from, from her, uh, from her window with the whole family around there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you the picture on, 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 on WhatsApp so you can properly translate. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have a look. 
but yeah, I was she was just outside the the, the window. Imagine just living, imagine living in one of those places. And yeah, like, yeah. What what a show you would have got last night. Exactly, exactly. Probably a bit of a risk of a firework going through your window. Yeah, that's a and... symbol. A symbol. Symbols. Ah, symbols. Okay, there you go. I used to play oh, those yeah. in the orchestra. There you go. Oh, nice. Nice. So so there was, was an old, there was an old lady banging. Yeah, an old together. lady. Yes, surrounded by her family, like a, a third or fourth floor of the building, one of the buildings right in front of the stadium. But it was everywhere. Like, uh, some of them were like this. This lady was playing the symbols, but there were people like waving flags and some other like with a with a pan, just making noise with a you know spoon and a pan, just making a lot of noise and fireworks everywhere. It was very hard to walk around the stadium, but we did. Because the plan was, the plan was, you know, what was funny to me, like in the last few weeks and even in the last few days, people ask me a lot of questions. But one of the questions which I find very funny is, Michele, what are the celebrations gonna be like? What do you think I'm gonna do when Napoli wins? And where are you gonna go? And my answer is, guys, I I don't know, I don't know. Like I don't plan for this. I never I never had the chance to plan for this. So I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. Like even yesterday. Inside the stadium, after Napoli scored and after Napoli won, my friends were like, okay, what, what are we going to do now? I said, I don't know. I don't mm. know. Let's just go yeah. with the flow. And yeah, I mean, we went outside the stadium and we went with the flow. We walked all the way. So what you have to know is that um, the whole historic center was pedestrianized yesterday. Okay. So I couldn't get my scooter to go around Napoli. I just had to walk. So we walked from Forigrotta from the stadium area all the way to Piazza Plebiscito. That is a big old walk, isn't it? That's what, like an hour, is it? Maybe no, but no. I think longer than that. I think it well, was... you got all you got all the people around you, so it's going to slow you down as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was. I don't know. I can tell you that after midnight, I I was I watched the step counter on my phone, and after midnight, I well, I walked around uh, about uh, uh, fifth. 14 kilometers. Nice. Or something like that. Yeah. Victory yeah, March. Yeah. Victory March. We were, yeah. It was obviously we we're walking all together, flags, big flags everywhere, smoke bombs, flares, went inside the tunnel, chanting. I mean, everything you, you could imagine happened. And how many other people were doing this walk to? So, I mean, presumably everybody was just like, everyone just go to Piazza del Plebiscito. Yeah, it was everyone, everyone. Was gradually heading there. Yeah, Amazing. everyone, everyone. I saw the pictures of Piazza del Plebiscito. It was absolutely full. I got, I got there quite late because, again, Piazza del Plebiscito is quite far from the stadium. So when I got there, it, was, it wasn't empty, but it wasn't as full as it was after the game ended. Was still it crazy, looked though. like the thing you sent me. You sent me a video at yeah. one fifty in the morning your time. Yeah, and it still looked. And I we tweeted out on at Shadow of Vesuvio. Yeah. Uh, it looked, and I replied, "Are you naked yet?" That's what yeah. I replied to <laughs> that. <laughs> Which you didn't, uh, and you said soon. But like you, you were lying to me, Michele. I lied. There will be time. There will be time. In the words of T. S. Eliot, um, for that to happen. So yeah. So, but it was still busy. I mean, yeah, but you could tell that maybe some people might have gone somewhere else. So that sh- that walk should take about an hour and five minutes, according to Google Maps. But I bet it probably took a couple of hours. And was everyone yeah. just singing the whole way, pretty much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was singing. It was like a very slow march, but everyone was... It, 
was funny because it was like small groups. You know, it wasn't like a big group of people walking to the square or walking out. I don't think most of those people were going to the square anyway, to the Piazza del Plebiscito Square, because every square, like I was walking around, even when we walk on this side, on uh, the Lungomare, like I walked, mm. I, I, you know, I peeked in the, uh, the other streets and basically every time there was a, like a, a corner or like a big square everywhere, like there was, I saw flags and flares. And so I think, the, the the party was very much decentralized. It wasn't just one place. I saw. I, I found it very funny, to be honest. So there's that's, lots of different every little street. That's in my head. Yeah. That's what I think it's going to be like a bit on the fourth. Actually, that every street, every bit will have their own thing, and then maybe people will come together a bit later. But like, can I just ask actually, what was your route to get to Piazza Double uh, Machito? So how did you how did you get there? So we have to walk, obviously, from the stadium. We go under a tunnel. It's called um, Laziale, Galleria Laziale. We walked around the station Mergellina. Then we walked to Piazza San Nazaro. And then we got to the Lungomare via Caracciolo. So what was it like? What was the Lungomare like? I mean, full of people, the... just like fully pedestrianized flags. Uh, you know, it's... Fireworks reflected in the sea. Yeah, yeah. And like all the monuments have been, um, all the monuments in Napoli for a couple of weeks now, maybe, have been um, basically some blue lights have been, you know, set up just to light them in the night. So uh, all the monuments, like the big monuments in Napoli, are blue now. And, you know, Castel del Lovo, which is at the end of the Lungomare, it's blue. Completely blue, and it says Amazing. like "Grazie ragazzi," and the scudetto projected on the on the castle. It's you know, it's part of this low release of this scudetto is that you kind of used got used to the city slowly turning blue, and you know, like maybe started probably started in March, but you could see like a flag popping up on a balcony, and then one more. And then one more, like every day, a few more. And then it gets incremental, you know, like maybe one per day at the beginning, then five, then 10. And then all the streets turn blue with the banners and the, you know, blue and white stripes. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's been very slow. Like it wasn't one day where everyone decided, okay, let's do this. Like very slow over the course of probably two months, two, three months now. And so, you know, if you probably, if you come to Napoli for the first time in a, in a while and you see this, it hits you pretty hard. And sometimes I do w- look at Napoli the way a tourist would look at Napoli. Mm. But the truth is that I kind of, you know, I, I, I got to see this low buildup of celebrations wow. even, you know, like every street, like every day, one more street, one more flag, one more, you know, banner. And it's, it's and imagine quite, just it's walking. Nice. I'm just I can really visualize walking out of the stadium, going on that big kind of mart, and then you sort of get to the Lungomara, you're walking along, and then you see Castelovo projected blue, but yet there's all these people celebrating. It must have been absolutely incredible. And were like strangers talking to each other, people generally just or was it like as you say, it was spontaneous, presumably. It was spontaneous. It was spontaneous. Yeah, some people were talking to each other, but it was mostly maybe like, it was, I think it was mostly like groups of friends, you know, like walking yeah. together. And it was kind of fun because 
like maybe well, like one group of friends would start a chant and the whole street would follow and then another nice. group of friends would start a chant and then the whole street would follow and you know like that until like four or five in the morning and i wonder you know, if there'll be a spike in the birth rate in nine months time in naples probably yeah probably true yeah but Fireworks. the thing is that it wasn't even like it was a thursday night you know like a lot of people yeah. like a few of my friends had to leave early when i say early i mean like 2 a.m because they had to work today yeah and yeah i mean and i was gonna like, say that was actually one of my questions i was gonna ask you actually but uh i'll ask you that in a second so and you stayed in the piazza for ages and then went home or did it did it carry on beyond piazza del plebiscito yeah yeah it was a slow yeah i mean but most people after after four i would say most people just went home I love the idea uh, that it's just you stood there at the end. Like, where, where is everybody? No, I'm no, still no, here. no, no. I wasn't, no, I wasn't, I wasn't the last one at all. But it was, it was, I mean, it's, it's slowly, I mean, after a while, I left Piazza Plebiscito because I had my scooter in Forigrotta. So I had to yeah. go all the way back to Forigrotta. And you walked all the way back to get your scooter. I walked all the way back to Forigrotta. That wasn't the plan. The plan was, okay, let's rent a, a scooter, well, like one of those small, like mini scooter, yeah. you know, the shared mobility thing. And, but they were all reserved or are out of battery so we could like we went from one to the other and it was like everyone had the same idea so they were all reserved so at the end we just walked all the way back to Forigrotta. apparently it's impossible to get hold of a copy of gazetta de los sport today in in napoli because everyone's got this so i was gonna ask you about today have you been outside today yet no not yet no i'm too tired i will be out i will go out in maybe like a couple of hours i will go to the pub and talk is, to some yeah with some friends who weren't there yesterday. Like one of these, like one of these friends is a big Napoli fan. He doesn't even live in Napoli. He lives in Tuscany. So he's coming back today just to feel, you know, the city and it's gonna the vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. But I presume it's it's is it rather quiet today in comparison? Or is it still is it still going? Is there a sense of because I get this a bit because when you go into Glasgow the the day after uh, Rangers Celtic Matt, you feel like the whole city is hung over basically it's, it's quite very hard to characterize or do you think it's just still going but or you haven't been out so you have no idea no, presumably. but I think most people are like me right now yeah yeah most yeah. people are like super tired and yeah kind of like I didn't drink but yeah I think it's I think that's what a hangover would feel like probably indeed yeah probably. well yeah that plus physical symptoms that yeah, you probably exactly. don't have, yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, I think yeah. is 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 good news so just wow. keep in mind that, yeah, like uh, all the people who had to work today, like I spoke to a few friends and they were like, even the one who stayed and had to work, they said, yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm going to sleep two hours tonight. I don't care. Like I'm going to postpone the big meetings. And even the friends who were at the city today, like a few friends told me, they just cut the, like a friend told me, like a friend who was at the stadium with me and he said, like he, he lives in, he lives and work near Rome. And he came today just for the game. And he said, like, he, he invented an excuse and he told his colleagues, obviously they're not Napoli fans, they're not from Napoli, the colleagues. They said, yeah, I have a big, you know, whatever. I have something to do this afternoon. So he left early. And then a few of these people, a few of these colleagues, they actually follow him on Instagram. So they saw the stories from the stadium <laughs> and they, they got in touch with him saying, oh yeah, that's what, that was what you were busy why you were busy and why you had to leave the office early? It, it's busy. Yeah, yeah it is. is an activity. I mean, yeah. I was saying I, you know, I would have liked to put my out of office on today, but I don't think I could have quite got away with that because I'm not really functioning at, at top 
top level. Um, well, that was great. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a very vivid picture you just painted, McKellar, despite the fact you haven't really slept. Um, and so I haven't really processed the whole thing. That's the thing. I'm tired, but also, like, it's going to take, I think some aspects of this win will take years to process. Yes. Oh, yeah, 100%. And this season, and as you say, the whole city seems to be living this experience in terms of what it looks like and how people interact. I mean, it's going to have this enormous follow-on, I think, like echo that will follow you around for for a very long time, probably for as long as you will live, I think. Um, <laughs> and that's why I think so many of us are excited about being there on the last weekend. And don't worry, people listening, we'll do a proper session on the last weekend we'll do probably the next podcast we should talk about that in a bit more detail because i know people are there's some people who are traveling alone um you know there's going to be a big community of people over there um who have traveled so you know do stay in touch do follow us on twitter we'll we'll talk about what what we might be getting up to on an upcoming pod um but that's why i think a lot of us are just like sod it got friends in america who have just spent huge amounts of money just because they want to be there and they want to live the experience. Um, do you have an expression of the week there, Michele? Yes, I do have an expression of the week. It's an expression I really like, actually. It's one of the, my favorite Napolitan phrases, and I think it's very, it's very uh, appropriate for yeah, the small event which happened yesterday. So the phrase right. of the week is in Napolitan. Dicetto papice vicina noce, rammo ti embogatespertos. I think I like it because it's quite musical. I listen to this. Dicetto papice vicina noce, rammo ti embogatespertos. Nice. In English, you told me it sounds a bit weird, but the papice is a type of worm. A noce, noce is a walnut. So the translation will go, set the worm to the walnut. Give me some time and I will finally drill you. I will get to you. So the meaning yeah. of this phrase, obviously, is, you know, slow and steady. Slow and steady, that's it. You wait, you know, even if it doesn't come very soon, eventually, eventually. And I'm saying this to my teenage self of 15 years ago now you know don't worry keep waiting be hopeful be optimistic because you know it's not gonna happen tomorrow it's not gonna happen in one year and it's not gonna happen in 10 years but eventually eventually the worm will get to the nut you just wait and it will happen and yeah, you couldn't have picked a better one. And I think uh, it's the second longest wait in between uh, Scudetti, 33 years. Roma's one in 82 was like 40 something. Oh. 33 is such a long time. It is. Two generations, think, basically. Yeah. And you do think about all the people that weren't there because they weren't alive. And you think it's amazing, really, to those sort of spirits that were there. And there's something about that mass gathering of people in a city like Naples that is so full of stories and 
pasts and things that you you know like the you you don't know what you're missing you know graffiti from the first scudetta um amazing is there anything else you'd like to say before you maybe have a nap before hitting the bar <laughs> a bit later Michele? Oh, guys, let's let's enjoy this like the first thing i thought about yesterday and i, I shared it on twitter too was you know i feel like this is for all of us and you know i was surrounded yesterday by people who had no idea like they, they couldn't even name probably like five napoli players i don't care like a lot of people a lot of people are saying uh, to be honest i kind of understand their point too like a lot of people are saying you know this is the scudetto for everyone who suffered over the years people who followed napoli since the serie c and hmm. yes yes i understand that and it's probably like what i would say about that is we probably feel it a little bit more. That's true. Because we know what it means. You know, for people who don't really follow football, yes, it's a, it's a reason to celebrate. It's a reason to party, mostly. But, you know, if if you didn't follow Napoli through the, you know, Serie C and, you know, like through the last 20 years, probably doesn't have that much meaning. Still, having said that, this is for all of us. This is yeah. this goes beyond football, and I think you know the more like the more you think about this. Now it's too fresh for me to even realize what happened. But I think the more we will think about this, like over the years, over the days, months, whatever, we will realize how important this achievement was. And you know, it's it's like we it it happened. So we maybe we're gonna take it for granted a little bit, but we can't. Like we really can't. Like the last team which won the Scudetto which wasn't from the north was in 2002 and even mm. before that like it happened like, like, I think they won like 80% of the Scudetti since yeah. 1926 28 or whatever so this is not you know I'm very like the more I think about this you know like the, the happier I am because there are new elements all the time like I'm yeah. so happy this happened with us like can you imagine if Roma won the Scudetto before us like in no, the recent you. era no man like can you imagine how angry they are now so i mean oh there's so I, much salt from all yeah. these fans all these difficulty i don't no, i, I don't get it's... i don't get joyous when i think about the other fans being angry about that but i mean it's it's nice that'll come, <laughs> that'll come. the uh yeah I and mean, we've always said on this show that there's no way to be a fan there's no you know what i mean and like i'm thousands of kilometers away from you i'm a napoli fan there are people who listen to the show who got into napoli because they played them on fifa there are people who listen to the show who uh you know there's there's rafa rispo who produces the show uh, is him and his dad are super tight his whole family is super napoli just just like you michele like well that's the great thing about supporting the football team we're all we're all behind that and that's good absolutely is for everyone Rock and roll. Right, go on then. Go and have a lie down, Michele. We'll do another yes. one when we might process it a bit more. But I should imagine the party will carry on tonight and Saturday and Sunday and right the way through to the 4th of June and probably beyond. So, um, yeah, don't worry, folks. Plenty of time to party. Uh, thanks for listening. Give us a follow at Shadow Vesuvio, part of the Far From Vesuvius network at Far From Vesuvius. Uh, just enjoy being champions of Italy fights Forza Napoli Empire <laughs> <laughs>